Upgrade the intensity. More intensity. More intensity. More intensity. If you're happy with the same old ways of dating, if you enjoy sucking at communication, and you have no desire to improve your romantic life, then our podcast might not be for you. But you want some out-of-the-box ideas to deepen your current relationships, broaden your sexual horizons, develop a better understanding of yourself, or learn more about non-monogamy, then you've come to the right place. I'm Jace. I'm Emily. And I'm Dedeker. And this is the Multiamory Podcast. On this episode of the Multiamory Podcast, we are falling in love with each other. Aww. Aww. That Isn't sweet. that sweet? Haven't um, we already been there, done that? <laughs> well, okay, sure. But what we're doing is we're specifically <laughs> talking... We're forcing each other to fall in love with each other. Yes. Oh, I say, I say. We're forcing okay. ourselves to fall in love with each other um, by using the 36 questions to fall in love with anybody. Yeah, so some people may have seen this. This got a lot of press, particularly in the New York Times. There was a couple an article years ago. that was... And all the headlines were like... If you want to fall in love with somebody, then ask them these questions. Or if you want to get married to whoever, then ask these questions. And so, of course, it was a little clickbaity. But the questions themselves and the article itself was really fascinating. Yeah. Um, and so, just to give you a little explanation of the reason for doing this episode, <laughs> uh, there's a number of things. So, first of all, this week has been a particularly rough one at multi-emory headquarters we've had some difficult stuff to deal with um not with each other luckily yeah, but just in general plus on top of that dedeker has been super sick, sick for a few a days she was Lord. not as you know from last week's episode she was not able to record because she was sick because i was like um, she was coughing up bedroom, a lung like coughing yeah. up my lungs yeah yeah uh, so yeah. anyway, we decided that we wanted to do something that was a little bit lighter hearted and a little more positive and a little more, you know, touchy feely good. Mm-hmm. And I think something that's Aww. also important for us is we do like having the occasional opportunities to share ourselves and our stories with our listeners a little bit more. And it's funny because we've actually gotten compliments for not talking about ourselves too much. And that mm. is something that I want to keep the show being that it's not just all about our drama or whatever the heck's going on however there was this really funny incident a couple weeks ago on the polyamory this was like months ago okay fine months ago yeah it was months on the (laughs) polyamory subreddit where somebody made this post that was like oh my god I just found out that Jace and Emily of multiamory aren't together anymore oh my god I'm so sad like I had no idea this is just like when Tim Burton and Helena Bonham Carter broke up and of course, I was like, Tim, and, Tim Burton and Helena Bonham Carter broke up? What? Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, I know. I didn't know either. And I was very sad about that. But yeah, I, I love <laughs> that we have like relative fame on Reddit to, to <laughs> cut the tabloids, you know? And also at that point, that was like such old news. Like, you guys have been broken up for so for long like a at year, that point. And like, um, yeah. But so, yeah. I realized, I was like, oh, because we don't spend so much time talking about our personal lives in great mm-hmm. detail. Unless you're like part of our patron group, or unless you're one of our friends, 
outside of the podcast. You right. actually, or or if you've been listening, maybe very very religiously from the very beginning, there may be some details about us that you actually don't know. Sure, I and, mean, there's there's still yeah. a lot of places out there or times when we'll be interviewed where the assumption is always that the three of us are a triad. Oh yeah, always. Yeah, because um, they hear polyamory and they see three people, specifically two women and a man, and they go, "Oh, of course, that's got to be what it is." Oh, of course, um, those ladies are bisexual, and that guy's and just getting <laughs> getting everything. Yeah, right. Um, so it is kind of nice to take this opportunity to, I don't know, give give a little bit of clarity about some things about us, mm-hmm. share a little bit, um, and then also to explore these questions. Because well, and yeah, go on. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I think. These questions are around because they kind of create this intimate space for people to just sort of dive into. Um, And the New York Times article, too, talked about that and about, like, how it just creates that intimate and vulnerability right away. Um, But I think the thing is, like, intimacy often means only romantic or sexual relationships. And that doesn't need to be the case because we're three very close friends outside of the sexual or romantic relationship we've ever had with one another. Mm -hmm. And I think that, yeah, from the relationship anarchy side of things, you could use these questions to become more intimate with a friend, for example, or even Mm -hmm. a family member or anything. Absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Um, I really like asking these questions of partners. Um, Sometimes I've gone through these questions with really, really new partners where I've only known this person or been Mm. dating this person for a couple months and sometimes revisit it with partners that have been with for a very long time. And it's always a really, really good, really fascinating exercise. I've yet to do it with any friends. I would love to do that, though. Yeah, I think that would be awesome. Yeah. You know, it's well, funny. You're though, about to. Like we're about to. Um, <laughs> it doesn't feel that way, though. I know, right? That's the weird it doesn't thing. Know. But, know. And, that's, and that is something that I, I don't want this episode to all be a big rant about relationship anarchy or something like <laughs> that. But but I do think there's something to that. The fact that that you know, we say like, oh well, oh, my relationship with Emily doesn't feel like just a friend, and it's all based in this idea that a friend is somehow lesser. That it's yeah. just a friend mm-hmm. versus mm-hmm. a romantic partner, which we are taught is a higher thing, is a more serious thing, is a higher priority thing. And that doesn't necessarily have to be the case. And so we're going to do these questions round robin style. We're not going to do all 36. Yeah, crowd take forever. It, th- seriously, like, Dedeker and I did... They're really long. They're yeah. divided into three sections. Three tiers, three, as it were. Three sets, actually. Oh, okay. um, three sets of 12 that get kind of progressively a little bit deeper, a little bit heavier, you know, start out a little bit lighter. Um, So what we're going to do is we're going to take turns asking each other these questions, um, and we're going to do a couple from Tier 1, and then a couple from Tier 2, and then a couple from Tier Mm -hmm. 3. So that's the setup for the episode. Are you ready to get into this? I'm a little yes, bit scared. We, I know, right? I know, me too. And Even we, we you encourage guys- you guys out there to do this as well. Yeah, give it a try. Also, we'll put the yeah, we'll put it in the show notes. Just a link to this, just so everyone knows in the audience, we don't know what questions each other are going to ask yet. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we, we we've not prepared this in advance. Yeah. We, we've each picked our questions but didn't tell each other. <laughs> oh God, here we go. All right, um, wait, but I'm first. Yeah. Well, you're yes, asking me first. Okay, Dedeker. Okay. This is from set one, 
And this is question number 10. Not that we need to say those, but but it is for anyone who's following along. If you could change anything about the way you were raised, what would it be? That one's hard for me because, I mean, there were definitely things that I grew up with and the way that I was raised that weren't great or fun or awesome, but at the same time, they helped shape me into who I am today. Like, the first thing that usually comes to mind is, is like, I wish that I hadn't been raised super evangelical Christian, but then mm. at the same time, that's been a part of the reason why I'm not <laughs> right now. <laughs> and so, like, if I hadn't been raised Christian, I don't know where I would be now. Um, I think... Gosh. But if it's not going to be the religion one, um, sorry, I just I keep second guessing everything because at first I'm like, <laughs> maybe it would have been nice to be raised with two parents mm-hmm. in my household. But even then, it's like, yeah, but that also taught me like a lot of independence. And mm-hmm. I definitely got a lot from my mom and a lot of self-sufficiency. And so that's good. Um, uh I'll I'll just I'm just gonna bow out on this one I guess I'm sorry if that's a boring answer. Wait, what? You, you, just bow out? Just well, not no, answer it? I don't. I, <laughs> sorry, I'm being a really I mean, bad. Answer I'm it. being a really bad question answerer. Um, I, I mean, guess it's okay. It's about being vulnerable. Okay. And expressing your indecision is part of being vulnerable. Okay. Okay. Fine. I have it. I have it. I finally have it. I think that where I would land is that actually I think. I would prefer that I was raised with um, better models of conflict resolution. Um, And I feel like actually that hmm. applies to a lot of people because often the communication models we get from our parents are not the best, usually. So like I feel like in my life, now being in relationships, I've had to deprogram a lot of what I saw growing up as of what was considered acceptable for handling fights or arguments or disagreements. So yeah, Hmm. that's what I go with. Sorry, I'm no longer yeah. boring anymore. I'm back to being interesting. The cough syrup's You're kicking so in. You're so interesting. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, well, thank you. Thank, thank you, you. For, for sure. Thank you. Now I need to ask you a question. Yay. Yeah. Woohoo! Okay, Jace. When did you last sing to yourself or to someone else? <laughs> kind of different, different intensities in these questions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but they're from the same set. I don't know. <laughs> right, so when you're going through all of them, you, you know, there's kind of little breaks for some lighter ones in between <laughs> some of the heavier ones. Um, yeah, totally. It's so also funny. interesting, too, how one question for one person could be super heavy, yeah. and for another person could be light and fun. Like, that's also part yeah, of what's interesting true. about this. Mm, definitely. Right? Like, you know, like some of the questions in here about um, parents and stuff like that, it's like depending on someone's history and their upbringing like they could be really heavy or those could just be like light and fun so it, it's yeah. a really interesting set of questions okay, but you're not answering my question i, I want to know I'm totally the avoiding last time it. that you sung to yourself or to somebody else <clears throat> okay and don't lie because i know the answer to this <laughs> <laughs> okay so i for some reason i don't know why this has come upon me this past <laughs> week or so <laughs> But I've been making up a lot of songs lately and singing them to Dedeker. Well, you were a composer. You yeah, were a composition like, you major. You are probably oh, one of the more qualified people to make up songs. Like, Jace, what, you got like your, a degree in music, musical composition? Yes, my, yes, Correct. my, my, my bachelor's degree <laughs> bachelor's. is in music composition. <laughs> Another fun piece of trivia. Uh, 
and I and I wrote a, a whole album, and and that's out there in the world. Um, you wrote a like little symphonic piece as well, right? Yeah, actually, my album. Yeah, Jace, is Jace's on Spotify, album is on Spotify, which is crazy to me. Um, oh my god, everyone, go get it! I just, oh gosh, <laughs> god, maybe don't gonna drag that one out of the past. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, it was like uh, 10 years ago or something that I did that. And um, after that point, I kind of stopped doing much music, like still playing music and playing in bands. And um, Emily and I put out a little like EP of covers that we did. And I still love karaoke, as any fans of the show know. Um, But I kind of like hit this weird block of not being able to write music and not wanting to like kind of just being squicked by the whole thing but hmm. fast forward to today <laughs> fast forward and to the now. question fast forward to right now yeah, yeah. when we're asking um, you sorry if this is something that's uh surprisingly deep for you and bringing it, up some no, trauma, it is. But... it's actually weirdly deep <laughs> um yeah so i some somehow just kind of been like making up these little songs and singing them um i think because i've been filled with so much misery recently that's that true you've been it's trying been to trying to like cheer you up yeah that's definitely part that's of it that's weird um, but, uh, yeah, like w- right now, you know, for example, we're, we're staying in a, a very small apartment, uh, in Hong Kong. Cause that's how apartments go in Hong Kong. And the kitchen is like one person wide and, and kind of goes a couple people deep, I guess. <laughs> but so if you're in there and another person tries to go in the kitchen with you, you can't get around each other you can't get and the other the person can't get out. And, as a way of sort of like diffusing the potential frustration of this situation, I made up this little country song that's like two people in a one person kitchen. Was that, that was our cold open for <laughs> yeah, the last episode, yeah, right? Was, that Mauricio yeah. caught us and singing you walk it. In, it means I can't get we out. We got extrapolated right? to like two people in a one person bathroom. Because the bathroom's also, the same thing. It's also the case here. <laughs> right. It's, yeah. What, what was that one? It's, it's like, like, I'm trying to pee, but now you're brushing your teeth or like whatever. <laughs> Anyway. Wow. Um, this is very beautiful. <laughs> right? But then, yeah, then, then Dedeker was feeling really bad the other day, and I and I made up a little song about, um, like, essentially about cuddling, because mm-hmm. we learned this Japanese word, skinship, or skinship, which oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, means, you know, skin and, and relationship combined into a word, which the Japanese love to do. <laughs> Um, so it's like their word for like physical affection. It just means like physical affection, physical mm. touch. Like if you say like, oh, on the date there was no skinship, means like we didn't touch at all. Mm. Like we didn't hold See, hands. And I thought or we it meant. Yeah. Hmm? No, sorry. I just said, and you guys were grossed out by this, but I was like, I thought that it meant that like there was a Zeppelin made out of skin or something. <laughs> oh, God, I mean, it does bring that to mind. I did, did, it didn't well, you said skinship. Until then. Uh, but anyway, so I, I was cuddling with her and made up this little song about like. Um, you know, two people coming together and sailing away on the good ship, skin ship. I don't know. It that was, was it got, kind of an 80s ballad, right? Kind of like Jefferson Starship, right, but kind right. of a, a little sci fi Jefferson skin ship. <laughs> See, it went out to me. Oh, God. Okay. Anyway. Beautiful. Is the question answered? That's, that's the answer okay, to the question. Chris, thank you for sharing. <laughs> oh, God. Hooey. 
Um, okay, cool. It's my, <laughs> tier two. my turn. Tier okay, two we're on to tier two. Yeah, we're on to yeah. tier two here. Upgrade the intensity. Shit. More okay. intensity. More intensity. More intensity. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Here we go. Okay, what? what <sighs> okay. All right. I don't know if this one's going to be heavy or not. I'm curious about it. Uh, Emily, if you mm-hmm. knew, if you knew that in one oh. year... This was one I was going to ask you, so or the oh, next person. So I'm not going to now. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, you could, unless no, you have I'm a good backup plan. Just line. do it. Keep going. Okay. I do. I do. I do. If you knew that in one year you would die suddenly, would yeah. you change anything about the way you are living right now, and why? Yes, absolutely. Um, it, well, okay. I am definitely a workaholic. Like I work. At one point, I worked maybe five jobs, yeah, and three right. of them were restaurant jobs, mm-hmm. and one of them was this podcast, and they're like all, you know, really intense jobs, and then I was doing a, a musical at the same time, and just like all of this shit. Right. So I think, I think I would probably quit some jobs, <laughs> try to travel more um try to you know maybe move to new york because i've always wanted to do that mm-hmm. just say fuck it you know take out a credit card or whatever and be like <laughs> bye yeah um yeah which is interesting and yeah try to be in more plays try to you know do stuff that i really want to do because i'm very busy i work too damn much yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, move to sure. travel, do plays, do plays yeah. but not things. work. But no, no work, not do all the jobs. Yeah, yeah. I mean, if I had to like sustain myself in some way, sure, but but right. not to. Yeah, but yeah. if you're dying and you get to leave all the credit card debt to somebody else, like. <laughs> exactly. It's like fuck it, who cares? Like I'll max out that shit. I got great credit. Like they'll throw me a bunch of cards. <laughs> no one has to know. I'm I'm about to expire. It's a plan. Do you suppose anyone has like? done like a kickstarter for like their last year to live or something like that I'm sure fascinating maybe right go or a GoFundMe. Go me me like i read about people doing scams of well that, sure like kickstarter scams that they're dying yeah, or, yeah scams oh, that they're dying like just to try need, to get money need money for medical yeah, coverage or something yeah. mm, that sucks don't, i mean there's plenty of legitimate yeah. uh, fun you know campaigns on kickstarter for that but right I feel like well most recently i was reading about people just trying to scam money out of people like, for example, my or Tegan of the church fame mm-hmm. just asked me to be like part of a and d campaign mm. with a bunch of people who like had never played before. And I was like, I don't have time to do that. Like, I barely have time to like do anything. Like, I, I just worked uh, by the time Saturday hits, I will have worked 21 days in a row without Which a break. Freaking. And ridiculous. yeah, like. Yeah. And then I have one day off, so it's just, yeah. Well, this is actually. I don't have time to do anything. For a long time now, we've been fans of adamandeve.com for getting sex toys or lingerie or accessories, things like that. It's just a fantastic resource with a huge selection. And now, not only do we have a fantastic offer, but we also have a promo code that will work on adammail.com and evestoys.com, which are their site specifically for LGBTQ audiences. And our code is fantastic. It's 50% off of almost any item in the store and free discreet shipping when you use our code MULTI. Yes, we love adamandeve.com and have for years. They are our oldest and longest sponsor, and they just... 
keep on giving great gifts to us and to our listeners. You can bring more pleasure and satisfaction into your bedroom by going to adamandeve.com, adammail.com, or evestoys.com and select any one item. It can be, you know, an adventurous new toy or anything you desire, something fun, something sexy, whatever sounds good. So just enter offer code MULTI at checkout and you'll get 50% off almost any item plus free shipping. That's MULTI, M-U-L-T-I at adamandeve.com, adammail.com or evestoys.com. This is an exclusive offer that is specific to this podcast and it's better than any offer that is currently available on their site. So again, use code MULTI to get you not just the 50% discount, but also the 100% free shipping. Code M-U-L-T-I. Okay, so now it's my turn, Jace, to ask you a question. Okay. And this one I'm very interested to hear because you have done a lot of things. A lot, a lot, a lot of things. And been a lot of people. Jeez. Been a lot of people in almost 35 years of life. Mm. So my question is this. What is the greatest accomplishment of your life? Hooey. The greatest accomplishment or achievement or what's the... It, it literally says, what is the greatest accomplishment of your life? Accomplishment. So I don't know. Okay. Whatever that means to you. Yeah. Jeez. I mean... I mean, I know it like sounds... It like sounds like ridiculous to say it here like i kind of want to say this podcast really yeah i figured you might <laughs> well okay like yeah like i'm I assuming say, Dedekers like, would be her book yeah i don't know i like like okay like i've done a lot of stuff right i've done a lot of different things i've i've been a lot of different people as i've always <laughs> said right like yeah you know yeah. i was like the uh top up-and-coming hairstylist in Seattle and I've been in a lot of different bands and I made an album and I was, you know, like, selected as the the senior in college to have my orchestra piece performed by the orchestra. When Did you, like, get Emmy nominated or something? Or VFX Awards nominated also? Yeah, I worked for a company that got nominated for a Visual got- Effects Society Award yeah. for Man in the High Castle. Right? So I've done some Doesn't things. That I'm definitely proud of those things. But I kind of feel like this podcast is the thing that's that's both my own and by that I mean like I was part of creating it it's not like I was working for mm-hmm. a company that was recognized mm-hmm. or I was at a school that did this thing um, but that you know I was one of the people who started this with the two of you um, but then yeah. also I guess just that it's something that especially over time like have seen how much it matters to a lot of people mm-hmm. Um you know, getting to hear stories, you know, whether it's in reviews that they've written or just messages that they've sent to us, or even like out of nowhere, like personal messages that I'll get from like old college friends or other friends who oh. I had no idea even listen to the podcast or or whatever, you know, coming coming to me and, and you know, or telling us about the way that the stuff we've talked about on this podcast has really helped them to work through something or has opened their eyes up to some stuff that, that they'd been struggling with but never knew there were other options for. Or, I don't know. Like, I, I guess I've kind of always had this dream since I was a kid of doing something that would, like, 
affect the world, I mm. guess. And as a kid, I thought I was going to be an inventor. I was really into oh, to wow. Thomas Alva Edison uh, <laughs> and like thought it would be like I would invent something, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but and not inventing anything. But uh, no, you but like. You invented a song about tiny kitchens. I did. I did invent a song about <laughs> tiny kitchens. Yeah. Yeah. I also have a song about tiny dogs. That's interesting. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, tiny things apparently is inspiring to me. <laughs> Uh, but anyway, yeah, just to, to make this podcast, even though it's I, I'm not naive enough to think that this is changing the world per se, but it's changed some people's lives a little bit. Uh, and so, yeah, I feel like it's this podcast. I know that sounds like dumb and cheesy to say on this show, Aww. but I think that's that's my answer. That's no, my that's truth. Great. That's my truth. That's great. I think it's Heck really yes. nice to create something that then goes on to become its own thing. It's, sorry, that's made no freaking sense. Um, that I guess that to create something that then goes on to get a life of its own, I suppose. Yeah, sure. That this podcast has become something that's not here just because we're coming to the table every week to record it, but mm-hmm. because many people are involved and many people are engaged and many people yeah. are are tuning in and talking about it and taking part in the community. And I think... It's that part. It's that it's yeah. not just I created this thing, but it's this thing is also thriving and continuing on and growing. Mm-hmm. That yeah. I think is yeah. very exciting. Yeah. Hooey. Yay. That's good. Um, we, we're okay, graduating is, to tier three now. Now we're on tier three. This is it. We're okay. In case you're. So, like, I've been debating between a few different questions mm-hmm. to ask you, Dedeker. This is. This is tricky. Um, Something I do want to point out about these questions is that they use the word partner a lot. And it means like your Mm. exercise partner in this exercise, not necessarily like your partner partner. Because I I do want to emphasize that this this doesn't have to be a romantic partner or something like that. Um, Because there's definitely some stuff where it's like, tell your partner this or respond to what you think this about your partner or something like that. But I actually think what I'm going to do is uh, I'm going to do this one, which is um, to share with your partners <laughs> um, an embarrassing moment oh, in your life. I knew you were going to go. Oh, one. God. Um, all of Utopia. <laughs> just say, is that really uh-huh. what comes up for you first when you think uh, that? That's I, I never I never knew that. I didn't know that that was how you like. That's the reaction you would have. I don't know. It's 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 a mix of emotions, specifically around Utopia of of just being really exposed mm-hmm. and not necessarily bad way of feeling feeling exposed but also some really uncomfortable ways of being exposed um that i don't necessarily regret but that's how i i felt um Mm. but to but to not just fall back on that to go with another embarrassing moment jeez i feel like all my embarrassing moments i kind of just sequester away and try to never think about them again so sometimes (laughs) it's hard for me to recall them yeah um well you did say just a couple episodes ago that you never make mistakes (laughs) exactly (laughs) 
So no, she said that quite a few episodes ago, but that's the one that we're transcribing, so we've had it on our mind. Oh, you're right. That was you're right. That's why it's fresh on my mind. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that she's the perfect one. <laughs> yeah, I accidentally called Ellen DeGeneres once. Oh yeah, I, you I said have that. heard this story. Can you tell? <laughs> oh my us god, the story? I have such a I have such a good one for this. <laughs> Maybe I we'll wanna, do a, I want to answer this too. Embarrassing story round. <laughs> do it a bonus round. <laughs> the embarrassing story. Oh my god. Okay, tell I us about how you almost called Ellen DeGeneres. I want to hear Emily's story too. Um, it was so I um I used to work for a woman. Uh-huh. Uh huh. I was a, I was a personal assistant to. Um, a person, yeah. A, a person. A Hollywood person. A Hollywood person, yeah, sorry. I, I don't know if I can mention her name. Yeah, Actually, don't, I, think don't it's, do it. I think it's okay to mention her name. I wouldn't be mentioning anything that isn't public knowledge, but I'll just I'll just yeah. play it safe and not mention it. I was working for a person in Hollywood um, who used to be in a relationship with Ellen DeGeneres. Um, and so, of course, that, that narrows down the list of, of who possibly could. But anyway, I was this person's personal assistant, mm-hmm. and... Um, Myself and the other assistant, like, she'd given us her phone to, like, do something with her contacts or fix something or clean up something. I don't know. We were fixing something on her phone. Okay. And um, while we were doing it, we accidentally called a number and it just said Ed. Like, it was E and lowercase d. And we were like, oh, Ed. Who the fuck is Ed? I wonder who that <laughs> is. Huh? And then we, and then and like, and had, was it like you had called and not realized it was calling, and the phone was just on while you were yes, talking? Or yeah, something? yeah, yeah. <laughs> like we nice. realized that, that the phone was on. And we're like, Ed, I wonder who Ed is. Oh, whatever, that's weird. And then, and we kept doing what we were doing. And then <laughs> she came in, and and the other assistant mentioned like, oh yeah, we got it all fixed up. And I mean, like, we accidentally called someone named Ed. I don't know who that is. And she was like, you are kidding me. You didn't. Like, you just called Ellen DeGeneres. <laughs> and we're like. I don't think we said anything incriminating. Oh my god! I'm so sorry. Oh my god! Anyway, that was the end of that story. Yeah. Emily, tell us your story. Yeah, no, now we need to. Oh god! Oh god! It also was involving a famous person. (laughs) Um, Okay, so I used to be a figure skater, a competitive figure skater, and um, I went to. Ice Castle International Training Studio up in Lake Arrowhead, California when I was a kid just to like go, you know, train for a little while. It was like really for a weekend and I took a couple um, cool lessons with some like very world-renowned people up there. Uh Blah, blah, blah. Anyways, it was the training studio that Michelle Kwan trained at. Mm, Nice. And essentially um, what happened, well, there were a couple embarrassing things that happened because she had like a clause or something at the time that she could only be photographed on the ice by specific things or specific companies. Um, So my mother like, like my mother like had the, yeah, I guess, uh, but my mother like had a camera and and the uh, like right away her handlers ran up and were like you can't take pictures and so wow. they were like threatening to rip the camera out of my mother's hand Jeez. so that was embarrassing but yeah. what i did that was super embarrassing was i was stretching and like you sometimes stretch by like throwing your leg up in the air like dancers do or whatever and michelle kwan was like right behind me <gasps> and she had to like do this oh, to no. and i had my skate on by the way and yeah. like a skate to the face is no fucking joke oh, so i did not hit her but like there were people watching uh, a bunch of shit so that was the day i almost killed michelle kwan <laughs> and that is Jesus. 
unquestionably. Oh, boy. The most embarrassing thing I have. And you almost accidentally killed Michelle Kwan. How old were you? Yeah, exactly. I was like 10 or 11. Jeez. Jeez. Wow. Yeah, it was, it was wow. real awful. Do you have an embarrassing wow. story now that we're on this track? I feel like I'm embarrassed by like everything that I, I do. I, I, so I think that you I, are. I think... I think... <laughs> 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 I'm, I'm embarrassed... I, I, uh, yeah, even said, things. But there are so many times that we'll come home after an event or a workshop or a presentation or mm-hmm. even our multi Emory show or whatever, and they'll be like, "It was horrible. <laughs> it was so bad. Why did I do that? Oh. Why did I say that? No, it was, and I'm like, it's fine. People loved it. Like, you were great. So I, I totally understand you being embarrassed by everything. Yeah. Yeah. Are you embarrassed? That's right a now? really good impression, Dad. I, I am. <laughs> Shut. God damn it. <laughs> Now I'm embarrassed right now by you two. <laughs> sorry, sorry. No, like I'm embarrassed. I, I'm embarrassed of my album. Uh, oh, like I'm embarrassed of like every piece of creative anything I've ever created. Mm. I'm, and sometimes I'm proud of them too, but I'm also embarrassed by them. Mm. I don't know. That's my that's my thing. No. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. All right. Okay, well, let's bring right. it home. Last question. I should know so much. Oh about God, us now. no. Jesus. Okay, last question. Um. Oh God, Emily. Oh God. I'm really curious about this one. Your house containing everything you own catches fire. Mm. After saving your loved ones and pets, mm. you have time to safely make a final dash to save any one item. What would it be? Why? One I'm going to say any one item for 50% item. off. <laughs> um, <laughs> Promocomulti. Use M-U-L-T-I. Okay, so like yeah. House is on fire. Everybody, like, all the living creatures saved, are yeah. saved. Yeah. Um, you can save an item. She's what looking around her looking room. Around. Right I'm looking around. I'm looking around here. Because, like, you know, this this laptop, I wouldn't want it to go. It, it has some cool stuff on there. Yeah. It, it, my phone, like, I know these are stupid things, but mm-hmm. I don't have... Oh, my God, my Nintendo Switch. <laughs> like, that one... <laughs> uh, I did not I expect want that it would be all electronics. <laughs> I know, but like, I don't. I mean, it's either that or like pieces of clothing that I that I love. But mm. there's so many that I love, I couldn't just give one. Like, I just run back for one. You know, I've got like some Kate Spade dresses and coach shoes and all this stuff. And I'm sorry, oh I, this makes goodness. me sound really, really materialistic. What a good character but, portrait for all of us. Though. I, I can't know. imagine people's impression of us now. Like, this is your first episode. You're listening to. Multi-amory. Yeah. Good lord. I think they would have turned it off way before <laughs> yeah, this. Yeah, probably. Yeah, well, anyways, I, I don't know. I, I feel like... Okay, okay, hang on. Hang on, though. So, but but if we... Yeah. If we added a caveat of, let's say you have your phone. Like, let's just say, because everyone's glued to their yeah. phone okay. these days. How would you um, not have your phone on? How would you not have your phone? Um, right. Obviously, I would. Right. Yeah. So... You've got your phone. And, and let's give a second one, which is that all of your data, like on your computer, is in the cloud. It's backed up. So you're fine. So you get a new computer. Yeah, you've got insurance, whatever. (sighs) I mean, I would definitely... I guess pets are in there because... Yep, they're fine. Henry. They're fine. fine. They've got to be fine. I don't like... There's no possession in my house. Oh my God, the Amiibos, (laughs) no. But there's... There's no... Honestly, like, if I'm really honest with myself, because when I moved to uh, my... Where is it? Yeah, when I moved to college... The car that was outside, like, was broken into that had all of my shit in it. And and I lost, like, almost everything that day that wow. I had brought to college. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. But insurance is an amazing thing, and I just was able to, you know, get a lot of it back because of insurance money. And I have renter's insurance on this place. Right. If it caught fire, like, there's literally nothing that I w- couldn't go without, honestly. But I think this is truly. really interesting, because I think for a lot yeah. of people, this question kind of brings up a lot of those, like, really sell- sentimental items. It's like, yeah. oh, this is the last thing I got from my grandma before, what you know, whatever. Yeah. Yeah, for me, with this question, when I've been asked in the past, like it comes back to like the things that can't just be replaced or rebought. Right. That's, like, I think that's I the spirit of this, the question, right? Are there? Is there anything? Yeah. Well, I have like this you have? beat up, old ass, dog-eared, highlighted, like spine ruined copy of Leaves of Grass by Walt Whitman that I've had with me for mm-hmm. years, and like has all my favorite passages highlighted and like written in and scribbled in and. That's not replaceable. That's why it really bothers me that when I'm traveling, I'm like, okay, I'll be space efficient and just like put leaves of grass on my freaking tablet. But it doesn't have everything in it like the way that I've, sure, you know, marked it up yeah. and stuff like that. So like that's the thing that I would go for. That's way better than mine. <laughs> Is it about the markings or the book itself? It's not the markings. Like I really want to. Could it- you send the book to one of those scanning places? Well, I want to get it rebound. Actually, hmm. oh, I see. That's what I want to do. Is just you know the ones I'm talking about, right? Yeah, I know that what you're they, talking about, but right, they cut no, off the spine, they scan all the pages, but it's and also then you it's have having it the Kindle. physical copy. I see. As well. So that's what I was wondering: is how much of it's the it's, sentimentality yeah. of it, and how much is actually just? Yeah, the, the I just want to get it rebound markings. so it's not falling apart, but then I could still right. have yeah, all that. Yeah, it's <sighs> it's tricky because I feel like I'm I'm kind of with M. Like I don't. There's like no possession. Well, it's hard right yeah. now because especially because yeah. we're traveling and we have like nothing. Yeah, yeah, but I'm I'm us. I'm including in this like all the stuff that's at my mom's house mm-hmm. and my stepdad's house and my dad's house. If I'm like, if all of those houses were on fire at the same time and everyone was out and I could fly to one house and Jeez. save one the thing, like even then it's like, yeah, there's definitely going to be stuff I'm going to be sad about, but I don't know if there's anything like. Like Emily's saying, I don't know if there's anything that... I just, yeah, I don't know that it, there's anything so much of sentimental value that I have that I'd be like, oh my god, if I lost that, I don't know what I'd do. I just don't know. Yeah. It, yeah. Which is interesting, because that, that calls into question, like, the nature of possessions in mm. general. Like, yeah. if, we're, if we don't have sentimentality about them, then, like, why have so many? And I should be asking myself this, <laughs> considering I do have a lot of possessions. Uh-huh. Um, and yet, like, you guys, over the last many, many years, have gotten rid of so much. Well, for and me it's, it's last year has been about yeah. that. Yeah. Jeez, it's been this last yeah. year of purging everything. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like, you know, my my best friend, his house burned down when we were sophomores in college. My best friend's house and burned down too when we were sophomores in college. That's there weird. There you go. It's like the thing to do, do when you're sophomores. Friend? No. I'm pretty sure I don't you don't, so. but to be fair, I've never seen them in the same room together at the same time. There you go. There you go. Yeah. Well, yeah. He grabbed his cello, which makes sense. Or, or I think his parents grabbed his cello because he was in college. But yeah. Right. And that makes sense because that shit's like 30 grand. No, but, totally. It's like, it like comes down to this know, like money. Like your base, yeah. Jace, maybe. Like your upright base. No, I thought about that at know. my stepdad's house. It's like, oh, my upright base. But then it's like, but there's nothing special about that that's not replaceable. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, sure, it's like 
it's it's we've been to some cool things together, but like I don't know, like, <laughs> me and my me in this base, but it's like those are my memories. They're not I've seen some shit. They're not the bases memories. You know what I mean? Like yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Well, are we in love with each other yet? I mean, I, yeah. I feel like I actually feel like I learned more about the two of you, which feels so surprising because I already feel like mm-hmm. I know both of you so well. But yeah, yeah totally. No, I definitely was. There have been moments in this of being surprised by both of your responses to things. And I think that's sort oh, of really? the fun of these questions. Mm-hmm. Where it's sort of like, huh, I, I didn't expect that to go that way or something. Yeah, so for those of you who do want to play along at home, mm-hmm. um, we'll include a link in the show notes to the full list of 36 questions. The full exercise, they recommend you ask each other these 36 questions, you know, taking turns. So everybody answers each question, you know, both people do. Yep. And then at the very end, you stare at each other for four minutes straight without yes. breaking eye contact, which that's I something that, about that happens in a lot of right. you know white tantra practices, right. and it's super intense. So for the next four minutes of the podcast, you're going to hear silence while we, <laughs> we stare, stare at, each, at other. each other. Or maybe we could all stare at the camera, so it's like we're staring at them. Oh, and then they could watch the we're YouTube video into and, your soul. and do it with us. That'd be weird. That'd be super weird. Real weird. Yeah. Well, and it wouldn't be the same effect because no. we couldn't see them staring yeah. at us. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Go out, get intimate. I would actually love to hear from somebody who did this with... A family member or with a friend mm-hmm. um, because yeah. I mean these questions are intimate but they don't get into like awkward you know, sexual, like sexual things stuff. or yeah. Yeah, totally. or anything like that no. they're pretty universal mm-hmm. themes um, so I don't think it would be really awkward to do yeah. with you know a family member things like that totally but it, it prompts the the person who the question is being asked to to think about stuff that maybe you know isn't constantly at the forefront of their mind yeah. so yeah. especially for a family member I think that that might be really interesting yeah, be like, mom or whomever. Do you remember this? Or right. What else? Like, yeah. If yeah. you're in a situation where you can go a little deeper, and it's not just like random, you know, out at out at dinner conversation. It's something where you're kind of really yeah. dedicated to having some one on one connecting time with somebody. I think it'd be totally. cool for that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Awesome. Thank you so much for for sharing this with us. Um, please feel free to reach out, get involved in the community by joining our Patreon, stuff like that. Also, if you have a particular question or something going on in your life that you would like us to talk about on the show to give some thoughts about, um, you can call our phone number, which is 678-MULTI-05. 678-MULTI-05. That's the theme song. Anyway. Cha. <laughs> also, uh, if you're international, you can leave us a voice message through Facebook by going to our Facebook page and sending us an audio message there. You can also email us at info at multiamory.com or send us a message on Twitter, Facebook, or Instagram. And to support our show and to join our private Facebook group or to have a monthly video discussion with us, you can go to patreon.com slash multiamory. Multiamory is created and produced by Jace Lindgren, Emily Matlack, and me, Dedeker Winston. Our episodes are edited by Mauricio. Our social media wizard is Will McMillan. Our theme song is Forms I Know I Did by Josh and Anand from the Fractal Cave EP.